0: Okay, so for everybody who wants to do a podcast and they want to do a content show or they want to do a real estate show, you are competing against your peers for actually complementary goals today, my good friend now, Kyler, and I are in the middle of having a conversation about maybe combining podcasts because he wants to do a podcast about the exact same thing, and obviously Sean and I do this show have been doing it for a few months with the express intent of um of getting new guests. And we had talked to Kyla this week, both separately. And we we're like, dude, we love this guy. You live in Vegas. And we were on the topic. And I'll, 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 I'll kind of, I, I want to get right into it. But like, we were talking about complementary strengths. And you said,
1: what did you say? You said, I can go, I can sustain a goal. Yes. I can go a very long time. I can see, I can set a goal and I can wait it out until I get there. I'm very patient about that, but still um, move. You know, what's that saying they always say? It's like move quick, but still be patient at the same time. I'm like, I feel like that's totally me. <laughs> I don't have that. So this is where I
0: think we can be most compatible. Is like I am pure chaos, unbounded. Right? Look at this backdrop. This is just fucking chaos. I love it. <laughs> right? But if I if I come to the show, I can host. I can uh, I'm be a good co-host. I mean, but like I can bring the energy. I'll bring guests. Yada yada yada. But like. I'm like a, I'm like a bull in a China closet, right? Like I I, I might not show up next week if it's <laughs> up to me. So if it's up to you, like I won't let anybody else down. So like, I'll always bring the heat, but like, this might be a good mix because I'm not the hyper-reliable one. Nice. No, I, so I, I agree. You should do it. So I, I, I say that all for anybody who's listening to like, think about, Hey, you know, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, you should. But like, also I really think there's a lot of ego involved. Like I have to start a podcast about me and the reality is like straight up i don't really i'm not a great interviewer i like chatting with friends but like i don't want to you know i don't (laughs) really always want to interview somebody else so i wonder how many people like should just combine forces with like-minded people rather than trying to like oh now i have three friends that are all doing the same show opposite like like on their own instead of just being like just guy, you guys combine forces and do one show and make it easy
1: yeah i'm all about collaboration so Whatever okay. Makes it easier. So with that note,
0: uh, we haven't really done intros in a while, and I don't know how well you guys know each other. I met you in Vegas. You guys both live in Vegas. Do you want to do some intros? Yeah, let's do it.
1: Um, what'd you say, Sean? All
2: no, right I said, let's go.
1: Oh, all right. Cool. Uh, intro about myself. Well, wow, I haven't done that in a while. Um, my name's Kyler. I run Way Better Studios out here in Las Vegas, which is a Hold your mug production. Up. Video production and video editing company out here in Las Vegas. So, i um, been doing that now two years. And then before that, my background was media space. So, content creation. Um, I knew content was going to be the next big thing uh, back in 2016. So, I basically decided I was on, I was on the fence, right? Hollywood, content creation. And I was like, all right, I got to choose <laughs> you chose wisely. wisely. And, um, you know, I was in film school, so, too. So they're, they're talking about how difficult it is, how it's kept, how it's blah, 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 blah. I was like, dude, I don't, it's, it would be dumb for me to do that um, because I was trying to be realistic with myself. So, yeah, ran down the content path, and I got to meet a lot of content creators. I wanted to learn about business, passionate about business. Um, so I got to learn both the content side and the business side. So it was a win-win for me. And then two years ago, I was like, I need to take a leap of faith, do it on my own, see this is what I've been building up for. And so now I, I'm here today. And like I said, like through my journey, I've gotten, I've gotten to meet both of you guys. So um, it's been amazing. And I don't regret it at all. Love it. That's me. <laughs> How did you guys meet?
2: This Sean, is a great story. So We are just we were... talking
1: about that on my... Uh... unreleased podcast (laughs)
2: yeah yeah, yeah. we um well i saw so i saw kyler uh we were both at a co-working space working and i was super stoked because i just spent you know grinding i don't know for how long building out a website and i thought i was like the shit and i was like i gotta get input from people so like i was just like asking anyone and everyone and as i was leaving i saw kyler he's eating a slice of pizza and he has a camera on the table and i'm like that guy, that guy knows photo and video because he's got a camera. Was he? Let's go was it a Sony? It, Canon. It, it was a Sony. It, it was a Canon. It was oh, a so Canon. you wow. you
0: knew. So oh, you so switched. you're like, I'm gonna go
1: ask a professional. A guys, good. This is <laughs> good. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> L L series lens and everything out. Oh <laughs> snap!
2: And then yeah, we just became. We started talking about content, and I showed him my website, and then we just, you know, kind of stayed in touch because we were both in the same space, and then. And but how we here.
1: got reconnected was kind of even more cool. Yeah. So I was at Pineda's and uh, we were throwing a mastermind event and uh, we needed another videographer. So they're like, all right, who knows who? And I probably just met you a month or two ago. And then your mind, or you came, came to mind. So I'm talking to Justin, who's the producer of uh, Pineda's show right no. now. And we're just like, yeah, I know this guy, Sean. Um, I just met him. And then he's like, all right, cool, invite him. And then he's like, oh, Sean McGuire? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, I know him too. <laughs> so it was natural. And um, it was easy once you came in and we shot um, or filmed together, The mastermind, It was, I mean, I think you still work with them too. So it kind of worked out in your favor as well. Um, but it just shows the, the film community out here in Vegas is actually really small. I feel like everyone's a connection away from each other. And um, that's what I like about Vegas. It's it's growing, too, but it is still very small.
2: Well, I think it's collaborative, too. I think we all are on that, like, same kind of methodology of, like, raising tides lifts all boats, and there's enough work for all of us. And if anything, we can work together and collab on projects versus, you know, compete on projects. So that's what I, I really appreciate about it, because... You know, I, got I yeah, more gigs. From I, I feel like we're a lot better at that
1: here in Vegas than in LA or whatever, because everyone in LA is just a straight competition.
2: Yeah, Cut,
1: dude. Throw. My experience with camera people for years was like, people—they were super
0: guarded. They were like, oh, "Ah, yeah. you can't—we can't be friends because you're going to take all my clients or learn all my secrets." And the more I learned cameras, I'm like, "There's nothing that I can do with this camera that somebody else can't do." And yet, if I gave them my camera, there's nothing nobody can do what I do. There is no. There is no gatekeeping here, but the people are like really guarded. And what I love about both of you guys, um, especially when I first met Sean, I walked into him, like he's at a gig out here in Maui, right? He's shooting this investor gig and I walk in with a camera because I was, you know, just there. I just don't leave home without my camera. I'm like, I'm going to the thing. I'm gonna take some photos. And I knew he was going to be there or somebody was going to be there with a camera. And I walked in and the first thing I thought he was going to do was like be guarded. Instead, he's like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. I've been shooting by myself for two days. Like, I need some. I need some somebody to soundboard off of. Like, I need. Are you here to take pictures? Like, he was just so happy to see me, and I was like, okay, this guy's my people. Like, and then, and that's why we work. We've been we've been finding more and more ways to work together because we both have that attitude. Like, we can just accomplish more together.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, that's cool. I think. um, Yeah, I mean, working with Sean's always been easy too. Like, you're probably one of. The few, I've like, like I said, Vegas is collaborative, but you still have your, your people that you go to, to work with. And, um, yeah, Sean's definitely one of them. So, I mean, it's, that's what I like about the community as well is we're pretty close knit once you have your circle as well. Um, and we're always trying to help each other out. Like Sean, we're in, um, I wouldn't say it's like a group of consistently talks a lot, but we check in with Austin and Sion. And we just talk about, Hey, like how, how's business going? How can we collaborate? How can we help each other out? How can we work together on things? It's, it's nice to have that because sometimes as freelancers, I know I've been on both sides. It gets lonely where it's like, man, I feel like I'm just by myself and there's no one really there to help me out. That's, um, that's something I really enjoy is like, I think Alex does a great job of that too. Is the the camaraderie and building that community um and i think there's still so much more that we can do to help build that we started a little facebook group for this I pod, know,
0: for this for well, for content matters yeah for people who want to it's mostly been like you know it's mostly for entrepreneurs who want to start making content and they're like how do i use a fucking camera and it's like a lot of that kind of stuff but also you know i do see it in the future as it grows where it's like hey i'm in." Denver and I need a videographer and I know these things, right? It's like, I need a videographer for a day. And I'm like, I would love to find a place where we can get people that we could connect people on a meaningful basis. Not like a brokerage necessarily, not that formal, but like, Hey, here's people that we know, love, you know, we've worked with, or we can vouch for. And like, they're all in a pool of of a single place. Now I know it's hard because Facebook's not cool, but I don't know like a better place to do it. (laughs) Um, you know, without going to like Slack or maybe like WhatsApp or something. But anyways, um, there is a Facebook group. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you want a place to like everybody have a chat, like that's a, that's some place to do it. I think um, I, we had a group chat with Spencer Barry for going for a little while. And the chick who does um, uh, Cody Sanchez's social, she was on there, but it kind of died off. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to be more collaborative. Dude, I come from the military where, it's like a weird vibe where you're like, hey, I got my squad of eight guys and we're all best buddies and that's fine and then we compete against other squads. But then when the mission gets big enough, it's not squad versus squad, right? It's like platoon versus platoon. Right. Um and then when the co- when the and then it's company versus company and then it's battalion versus battalion and then it's army versus navy and then it's like Let's go overseas and fuck those guys, you know, fuck those (laughs) Taliban up. You know what I mean? Like it becomes a whole different mission. So I have, they do a really good job of making you compete, but then also understanding what the mission is. And that's actually Kyler. When I asked you before we got on the show, I'm like, what are you trying to accomplish? Because if we have either the same or complementary, I think actually we have the same goals, which is community. Uh, both internally, but also like we want to reach a lot, of, a larger audience, you know, maybe a little bit of brand awareness, find, find c- customers, find gigs. Right. Um, but then also it's like, I, those aren't all, always my same goals. So I think we have a lot of complimentary Sean too, right? Sean wants mm-hmm. clients, right? He wants to meet entrepreneurs. He wants to meet purpose-driven entrepreneurs as he has so eloquently said over and over again. So I think it's a good way of like, like competing, but then also like finding ways to collaborate when the mission is aligned Of course
1: yeah no um, I totally agree with that it's uh it's it's been hard for me too to find that stuff um, and that's why I'm like I'm always like if, I, if there's a need for something that I want, I'll go out and create it myself if I don't see where where it's at and sometimes getting into that creating stage of doing it you eventually just because your, your mind's on it, you eventually find other people that are in the same kind of boat. And then the, like this, it's like, okay, you can naturally just merge it. And it becomes now a bigger community because now everyone's contributing to something that they thought they were doing by themselves. I think that the people who are doing what we're doing, if I could, the rough, the rough
0: sort of analysis is like peop, artists that are now working with entrepreneurs and like in partnerships, not necessarily like, hey, I got a gig. I, want, I need a camera guy for a day. But like, more and more, they're like, we need not just strategy, but like we need somebody around who understands our brand that can tell the story over a longer period of time. Like those sort of partnerships are coming about, and I think the amount of people that are doing it is growing. But I actually think it's very small. If you look at, you know, how close are we to Justin Berry? Or I mean, we should get. I mean, Justin would come on this show. Justin would probably have all of us on his show. Totally. Um, I would love to get Caleb Ralston, D Rock. Mm-hmm. It's like, you start saying those names. I'm like, those are the biggest ones in the business. Those are the biggest guys in the business. I bet you were only one or two phone calls removed from having that happen. So I'm just curious, like to me, I'm like, this industry is very, it's growing, but it's very small. We have a chance to actually create it from the start because I guarantee you that maybe not Justin because he's such a community guy, but I bet you like these other folks, like I know the guy who does, chris williamson's cinema podcasts and i'm like dude that guy's i he's got some friends i know he's got some friends whatever but like that's not like a real community of of other of outsiders
1: right yeah no uh the community there's a lot of value still that needs to be shared and i think it's uh the insider conversations that everyone's talking about like oh okay what camera? It probably starts out with like, all right, how are you guys getting that shot? Because that's just yeah. the creative side of it, and then it gets into like, okay, how are you guys growing? Like, because example, when we were at Panado's it was like, okay, all the creators, how did you guys get hundred thousand subscribers in nine months? It's like, what are you guys creating? What are you guys doing differently? So those more in depth questions, I think, is what sometimes people are kind of scared of sharing. Um, but also I think it helps the overall benefit of the community as well from the creator space. And then the guys behind the scenes as well, back to what you're saying, it's a small community. Um, it's like, there's not, what, how do I want to say this? Um, there's not a lot of people I think that's know how to grow brands for a sustainable amount of time, like a long period of time it's hard. And so when you work with a lot of, well, I speak to a lot of people that want to get started in the content space. They're always looking for that Justin Barry or someone. And it's just like, there's so little of them out there right now that there's potential for new people to come in and learn these skills to be able to take over a content media kind of space for a creator and help them grow their businesses. That's where the partnership comes in. I've been out here for a year
0: with Brandon. I've only grown his account, his Instagram, like fifty thousand. It's it's hard. I'm not even saying I'm good at it. That's it's hard.
1: Good though. That's the yeah. crazy part. He's, that's
0: not, yeah, he's, that's not, great. he's he's not that excited. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why not more?
1: <laughs> but that's a that's that's part of it too. No, yeah, it's and, and that's the other thing too is like trends start with us like outside of the user generated content creators that are like the small or usually like Gen Z kind of kids that are creating trends, like the dances, like I'm talking about the business type of content that goes viral, the, uh, the Hermosi adding the texts and all the colors. And um, what was Gary V back then where I don't know if you remember but they had like the little timer thing that goes across. So you know, when the video ends, that was like early 2018, maybe like around that time, like, i or saw everyone snap. started doing the that after. he yeah, did it's... so good with the snap every time
0: it was that little that little snap and now he does it he's selling the book so now it's like 10 seconds into his reel it'll be attention date uh day trading and then the book's coming out And i'm like that's so clever
1: yeah totally and i see like all the different inspiration of like creativity of their team doing all these things and experimenting but it's like A lot of those ideas are coming from us, the the side hustle ideas of like, okay, this is how and now everyone makes, you know, videos on how you can make money doing side hustles. And the trend starts with these teams that we're on. It's just, there's not enough, or we're not sharing them enough. And I think it can go even more viral, which is, I get it too, like, you don't want to share everything. But (laughs) I like the idea of that, because I think you can expand upon that even more.
0: Yeah, I also see a world where I'm like, it's not, it, it's not a loss if you know the ten folks that we all work with the most, the Pinedas, the Hermozis, um, Brandon. Like, man, if we sh- if we shared more, and then they all grew more, and then it's like, well, now there's ten of these guys that really flourished and share because they shared. I'm like, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a loss. That seems like we need to do a freaking conference together.
1: You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we solved it. Come learn, you know, come yeah. learn how to do it next. So. I think we've seen a lot more collaboration though over the past three years, three, four years. Before it was like Gary Vee had his own thing. Grant Cardone had his own thing. And then I remember they did a crossover and that like blew up the business space of like, I was like, oh my God, it was Gary Vee and Grant Cardone on the same podcast. And they're talking about who's working harder. And like- That, <laughs> that was clip like was like a, so was good. Shit, yeah but i thought that was the coolest thing back then and then now it's more of a common thing where everyone has a podcast so it's easier to to, uh cross-pollinate your audiences and whatnot but sean no it's cool sean do you talk
0: still
2: yeah i talk i'm i'm enjoying listening i think well i think i had a couple things i was going to say i thought um what's interesting now at the time that we live in i feel like for a while it was just gary v and d rock and like you didn't know who anybody else's like creators were and now like the caleb's and the justins and the alex for brandon or the jeremy for noah kagan like people know who their producers who their creators are and those people are kind of popping off so it's like jamie time for joe to, rogan yeah like the best time to reach out to them and talk to them and pick their brains and become friends and collaborate um But yeah, it's interesting too, because do you think the the industry moves so fast where even if they did say their tricks, like, you know, Hermosi was kind of the first with the text, right? And I feel like Ryan Magan was really the one that was working for him at the time where it was like colored. And now everyone copies. And if you look at Hermosi's stuff now, it feels like it's maybe, you know, it's kind of plateaued a little bit compared to what it was. And now they're probably trying to reinvent themselves and think of different ways or what the next thing is. So by the time, you share it, do you think it's going to evolve and everyone else is already chasing that new you know, kind of method? Because everyone does the text now. And- what's
0: funny about, well, I think part of it actually is there's a larger macro trend. I think they blew up during COVID when people are at home. And yeah. so they're like, oh, I'll just sit in front of a camera and do this, this, and I can just blow up this text and put a lot out there. And I just think that that took off both Ryan and Alex because they were just, you know, they just did a lot that was sort of low effort at that right moment. Now I think content consumption is down because people are back to work. So people are fighting over a smaller pool sort of, and you know, people, they do get used to stuff. You have to like stay innovative. Um, and I also think in general, business content is inherently less creative than creator content. You know, like a Peter McKinnon could just go do a lot more than an Alex Shamozi can because, you know, you can do whiteboards and things like that, but it's, it's numbers, it's business. It's in the ether. You can't see it. You can't, it's, it's the difference like in cinema, the difference between showing and telling with business content, it's almost all telling. And so there's, I I think with creative content, like creative storytelling, like cinematography, you're like, when you can show an emotion, um, I think the ceiling is much higher, higher, but the bar is way higher to be able to tell an emotional story um what's interesting about that is the hermosis are now doing a youtube vlog which is what gary v did 15 years ago now and like that's how he really got big was d rock followed him around every day but i do think um i think that's probably the peak like i think that is probably the place like the top of the mountain for youtube it's like if you can follow a creator uh, an entrepreneur around every day and they have an actually interesting life And they'll let you do that because it's incredibly invasive and you can get content out. That's good. And like on a timely basis, but if you can do a vlog twice a week, I don't think there's a more like higher, harder piece of content. That's dynamic, tells stories, shows reality, shows behind the scenes, like shows something valuable. I think that's probably the, the peak of content.
1: What do you guys think about that? I think it's the docu style. Like, content that's coming back and it it's all about the storytelling of it too like that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day because everyone shares the same information i feel like for the most part there's very few creators out there that are sharing new business information that's kind of like mind-blowing um hermosi would probably be the first person that comes to mind that was like a refresh in the business space where it was like dude like this guy's sharing information that makes sense or it's like he's putting what i had in my brain out into the world and making it more refined um, but a lot of creators or i should say businessmen or entrepreneurs have been really successful but it's hard for them to stick out in the creator space because imagine you trying to talk about business acquisition against Hermozy, who's running a hundred probably more than that now but a hundred million dollar company it's like he's gonna naturally get more attention just because he's doing bigger things so for you it's like you either really have to niche down which a lot of people don't want to get stuck speaking to like certain amounts of people but showing that lifestyle now you have to be able to connect with people emotionally and i think that's where it's important what what do you guys have in common outside of business is sports like gary v talks about the jets so it's like okay football's there um I don't know. All the Grant Cardone shows off a lot more of his family now, and his daughter, and, and stuff like that. So he's also going to run for work. office. By the oh, way, is he really? Of course, yes. <laughs> so course. like things like, like six that. Six years like, in the works. I've been watching this. It matters, and um, I think that's where you have to find your edge. And then if you're going to hire out a team, you got to be able to find a producer, someone that understands that, and can get that out there. Because mm-hmm. creating business content nowadays is. It's good and it's good to get different perspectives but it, it gets drawn out. I can only watch so many creators talking about here's 10 different side hustles on how you can make blah 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 <laughs> you know it just gets yeah. it gets boring.
0: So. Yeah, the information has been completely democratized. There's nothing you can share that hasn't already been shared by either somebody else that's better or you know just as good. So now it's like you have to you have to connect on personality which means Vulnerability and authenticity. Well, I worry about this with a lot of entrepreneurs who are, um, because so many of them that I know, and I know many, so many of them are boring. They're like, I know how to make money. I don't have a personality. And they're like, I want to make content. I'm like, dude, you're screwed. Because all you know how to do is like, here's how you run a spreadsheet. I'm like, you're boring. Some people will still watch that. I'm not saying there's no audience, but like right now, I think you have to be either very, very successful and you can get away with boring, or you have to have a I don't want to say you have to have a big personality, but you have to be very like vulnerable slash authentic to connect. You have to like, hey, yeah, I did this. It worked. Also, I struggled just like you, whatever the case is. You have to be able to tell that, that connect on a level that is uniquely you, because that's the only thing that nobody else can compete on. If you're just like, here's how you buy a rental property, I'm like, been done to death.
1: Yeah. No. I agree. It's tough, too, because a lot of these entrepreneurs pour their heart and soul into something for 20, 10, 20 plus years. That's all they know. And it's like in, in, in the real world, or as society tells you you need to be a little bit more diverse, right? Oh, you need to have a hobby. You need to do vacations and do all this. Or those guys that are going all in, it's like they're working every day. So it's like that's all they have to share. And if they didn't develop those other sides, it's like, all right. <laughs> there's not much left outside of them being like oh i know how to buy rentals and raise capital that's about it like that's me and that is their personality um so yeah for the if the average viewer if you're thinking like if you're newer to the creator space and you're trying to expand as a person you're used to probably your group is probably people that have hobbies and families and things like that so when you meet someone that Is just only talking about the business side; it probably bores them a little bit too, because there's just less to relate to. Dude, I'm pretty. I'm okay at business. I'm not great. I've I've done pretty well rentals,
0: but I don't do as good as I could because I read books about Russian philosophy, right? I fuck around my camera every day, right? I I love to travel the world, right? I go to the gym. Like, it takes a lot of. The time away from my success in business and it makes me wildly interesting that's the other yeah i'm like yeah so i'm like okay well
1: um, there's trade-offs to everything
0: yeah uh sean well actually i'd like to ask both you guys but like what what hobbies do you guys have outside of cameras sean
1: go ahead
2: um lately i've been pretty addicted to uh rock climbing and slacklining um vegas is great for rock climbing so um my goal for the new year is to try to go outside at least like once or twice a month i think because i was doing that on the weekends and it's so fun you live in the moment you're not thinking about cameras or editing or emails you're just like trying to get the next hold and then slacklining for the same reason and it's fun and i feel like it also helps with filming a little bit i've seen
1: you do that that's crazy i've seen the, you do that balance
2: yeah. yeah yeah it helps with the balance and like i've gotten really good at it just from doing it a little bit every day which i think shows the power of um just staying consistent. Like I can do like pistol squats on it now. and like, jeez, when I started so strong legs, man, I couldn't, I couldn't even stand and, you know, on one leg on it. And so, um, but I still, I like that question. Cause I do need more hobbies outside of just those two things.
0: Well, I, I'm not suggesting that. I just, I think I, I see a lot of I people to college like point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I, I see a lot of people to the college point that I'm like, they have none. They're like, I have yeah. my, my work and my kids, which I'm not knocking in any way, but you know, I do think about that from a content perspective. I'm like, what are you going to share? Unless you're, unless you're very concise, like Brandon's got a great message. He's like, look, I, I, I buy these big rental properties and like, this is how I do. And he talks about rental properties and people are like, man, you know, you're so good at this. Like, I really can't buy those big apartment buildings. He's like, great invest with me. You know what I mean? So like the, yeah. the, that approach I think is very effective. So, but I worry about people that are like, um, you know, they only talk about one thing and then they sell like education and it's like. I don't know. The education space is growing in a weird way, but I'm also like, there's nothing you can't learn on the internet for free now. So I do worry yeah. about people that don't have, that have like these one dimensional personalities. Um, the Perfect
1: example of that. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 I'm rambling.
1: Oh yeah. The perfect example of that. Now that I think about it is like, okay, let's say Brandon is the LeBron James or one of the top athletes in his sport. Okay. He's doing it at massive numbers. Now, I'm not saying like, I don't, I don't know, Brandon, personally, or like what, how big his deals are, but like what he's doing, right, with Open Door and, and that is big. And I feel like most people, either their attention span or they're hot, like they have other things going on in their life, they just don't have the time or energy to throw it into something like that and go completely, like, basically, what I'm getting at is everyone can't be Elon Musk, right? We just know that. It's just talent. It's just the way their mind works. But. You can work your ass off and there's athletes out there, professional athletes out there that are amazing, right? At their sport, but they'll always come off the bench. And that's their whole life. Like I'm a professional basketball player. I put, I'm full time, but I'm the 12th man on the team. I get paid millions of dollars, but I'm the 12th man. I don't see minutes, but I'll even if I created content, right? Even if I created content, mine will never get as many views as LeBron James just because he's naturally that much better than me at it so i feel like that's the same thing with the business game yeah it's that's a really interesting
0: point because i think there is this like like peak performer porn where it's like why go listen to the guy why listen to me about how to buy real estate when the guy in the next room i own seven million dollars of real estate impressive by almost all standards Guy in the next room owns $965 million worth of real estate. Who do you want to learn from? Exactly.
1: (laughs) No, right. (laughs) That's how it it works.
0: Right. And so that's where I think it's, I think to your earlier point where I'm like, man, people are gonna have to start differentiating themselves in more creative ways than just like, I know how to do this. And it's like, yeah, I do believe you know how to do that. But with the internet, because it's been so democratized, I only, I can choose to only learn from the people who are great, the best, not just great, but the best. Now, not to say there's not like value in learning from people who are maybe just ahead of you or like Brandon only does one thing sort of, you know, he's not flipping houses. But still, if you're living in Las Vegas and you want to flip houses, I know who to learn from. You live, learn from the best flipper in Las Vegas. And I mean, I know the most popular one. I don't know who flips the most houses, but there's like two or three names, right? And Pineda is probably going to come up 99% of the time. So it's like, are there? I, I got a really good friend of mine in town who flips 30 houses a year in Vegas. Good by all accounts. Yep, right, but who are you gonna learn from? You're gonna learn from Panada, yeah. All right. right? So, Just how it is, so it's like you, but I think the opportunity is like Ryan has a downside in that he only has one personality, like everybody only has one personality. So, I think like you can stand yep. out, um, um, you have to learn how to stand out in other ways, but I think that's actually in a weird way. It's sort of hard because you can't now go off of just your accomplishments. You have to go off your personality, which takes a lot more vulnerability, a lot more like, yeah, here's who I am. And I'm insecure and I'm a lunatic and
1: I have these faults and I'm short. The the advantage of that too is I think there's creator fatigue as well with viewers where it gets repetitive and it gets a little old hearing it from the same person. So when that new young person comes in or or older person and just comes in with a different perspective and demeanor, right, about their about whatever they're speaking about, you can build a following that way. Plus, there's you have to think too, there's still millions of people out there that don't know who the biggest guy is in that niche. So if you somehow hit that algorithm and you are the first person top of mind to them now. They're going to have that emotional connection more towards that person than possibly the big guy. I I mean, the same thing happens to me, too. You know, there's always bigger and better out there. But sometimes that first person that you initially hooks you on, whatever, it's like, well, I like that guy. Because that's the person that introduced me to whatever I was interested in.
0: Yeah. Or there's also so going to be people that there. are
1: like... Sorry, Sean, go ahead.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I just... Sometimes I think it's more, it's less discouraging to learn from somebody who's just a few steps ahead of you. Like when you're asking like, oh, do you guys want to learn from Brandon or from you? It's like, well, when I was thinking about it, I was like, maybe you, cause you're like a little bit closer to the level where I'm at versus he might be so detached from remembering what it's like to be a beginner that, yeah. um, you know, there's, you know, so far ahead where he's teaching people who have like a hundred million dollars in real estate and want to get to 200 million versus like when i look at it it's like i just want to get into real estate you know like so
1: that that's the mature mindset to go about it i i feel like (laughs) yeah no really though um yeah no you say that i think it's a lot of people too early on i think their initial ideas go to the biggest and then once you start seeing things for like what's best for you Mm -hmm. then you're like okay i need to find that person that's the next step ahead that's a mistake i've made it with like videography work too it's like why would i why am i studying Spielberg? like it's not even the same thing (laughs) you know i
0: uh i I have this mentor i pay to help me teach me cinema storytelling i've been working with him for a few months now and um you know we talk about kubrick a lot and it's like fun and not helpful because i am so far away from being able to do anything (laughs) that kubrick knew how to do so it's just like yeah that exact point uh close carrots i call them close carrots so anyways i wasn't trying to be negative it's just like an interesting paradigm about like how you stand out because somebody has to say yeah i do like you for where you're at and who you are and like yeah you know catch them catch them on the way up um but it does it presents a challenge and an opportunity you know um like if you want to stand out you can you don't have to be the best um but then you have to make sure that you're not trying to posture that way. You're like, learn from me because I know I'm the best person to learn from. It's like, maybe that's not the best, maybe that's not the best approach. Maybe it's like, again, just an honesty, like, Hey, here's where I'm at. I can help you get
1: to where I'm at. Yep. Yeah. I think that's where the authentic- authenticity comes into play too. It's like, don't make yourself, don't play yourself to be bigger than you actually are. Cause when people actually are willing to pay you money, it's like, you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. That's for sure. This is where Gary Vee was so great in the beginning. He's like, don't try
0: to sell or tell people stuff or teach people anything. Just tell you, just document your journey. And I thought that was so powerful because I don't know. It's just so effective, I think.
1: I read a, uh, I read a LinkedIn post. From, it was a random comment, but it, it got me thinking because someone was like, it was on a Gary Vee post. And they're like, yeah, see, like, I don't like you because you tell everyone to create content. And what you did to the internet was you had a bunch of people that don't know how to storytell or bring value flooding the timeline of people and diluting the value of certain products or industries or whatever. And so he's like, I, that's why I don't like you saying everyone should be creating content. It doesn't matter if you're going to suck in the beginning because you're diluting people's. Products or ideas or industries, and I was like, "Hmm, that's like an interesting perspective." Because I was like, "There's possibly some truth to that, but also, how much does that really impact?" Like he's saying, impacting in industries and like what people think about the information out there. What are your guys thoughts
2: on that? Yeah, Sean, what do you think? I've been clogging the air. Um, I mean, I could see that. I that the frustrations because I think you know we've probably all seen creators or people that maybe aren't as interesting uh, when we've seen you know, our feed or log in. Um, but then also that's the only way to get better. You know, it's like, we've talked about it before, Alex. It's like, got to put in the reps, got to put in the reps. Rips. So I think. Do you uh, think
1: everyone deserves a voice in a, a professional standpoint as far as like, wow, what is it? If, if I became a, if, hang on. on, if I were, you, you, you got me
0: real quick. Cause you said my, you said a pet peeve word of mine, big pet peeve word of mine. You said the word deserve. Mm. You said the word deserve. I, gotta, I, gotta, I get set off when you use the word deserve. So what do you mean by that? Like, what, <laughs> if, what, if, what do you think people deserve a voice to, like, to who?
1: Exactly. Right. So like the right. <laughs> do you think people have a right based on – because quali- if, that, if we're going off of what that guy is saying, what is considered a qualified voice in the online space? That's where you have to really figure out if well, something is of value or not. So two things. One, uh, are you familiar
0: with the term Ludite? Do you know this, this term? No. Ludite is a group of people from like the late 1800s, early 1900s that very adamantly worked uh, like activists, worked against the, the progression of farm equipment in the industrial evolution because it was going to take away farm jobs, right? So now, mm. so it's called Luddite. It's somebody who opposes technology because it, it negatively affects them sort of in the short run. So it's mm. like, where would, it, it's like the pencil industry getting mad at like, hey, we can't have computers because you're going to get rid of all the paper and you're going to get rid of my jobs. It's, it's Blockbuster getting mad. It's like, oh, well, we can't have things go digital because we sell these DVDs. So, like, there's always going to be somebody that's like, hey, I like it the way it was. And all these new people are making my, you know, it's kind of like Hollywood. I mean, they've got to be so infuri- infuriated about, you know, Netflix and cell phones, right? Like, you hear about stupid um, Tarantino, who I love. He's like, fucking cell phones. I don't like filming on digital. It's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, it's like, you're a ludite. You don't want to adapt to technology. So you just fuss about it. I get it. So, yeah. but on top of that, I'll say this everybody has a responsibility to curate their own social feeds. So like if people are, there's nowhere we're on your social feed where a bunch of new people can just pop in and produce bad content. The algorithm protects you from a lot of that for starters. And two, yeah. you can unfollow very quickly, <laughs> right? Like you follow these people. If I, if, if I put up content that you hate and you're like, I hate f- Alex, I see him every day and he sucks. I am like, Go away.
1: I don't want you're not you are not going to shut me up because you don't want to hear me. It's not gonna work. <laughs> right. No. Yeah, no. I agree with that. It's it, it was just a good talking point too, seeing that comment. Cause I was like, there are people out there that think like that. I'm like, that's interesting. Um especially because I get to work with a lot of newbies in that space. And uh I was like, man, that's crazy that they would get there's people out there that don't like that. But I don't know. For me, it's just like everyone started somewhere, even that person. And it's like someone took them under their wing at some point where it was like, gave them the opportunity to do what they're doing. Um, maybe it wasn't out for the whole world to see, but you know, anyways, that's my perspective. <laughs> yeah, I love that
0: some of the creators like um, like Gary V, Marquez Brownlee, Mr. Beast. They have all their original videos still on their page.
1: Yeah. From yeah, 14 years do. ago.
0: So like, if you go look at Mr. Beast, Playing Minecraft videos, you can tell me that he should go away because his c- content is not good. But, like, what a disservice we would do to humanity. Or, I don't know what right. Tarantino's first movies would be, but my life would be worse if he didn't p- make all the bad ones to get to the good ones. And, you know, Marquez Brownlee, I look at that, I'm like, it looks like the same person. That, guy, that kid was a child. He's like ten. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's breaking the terms and service agreement for YouTube to make this video right now. And now he's the is he the, is he the biggest tech channel on YouTube? I would say that or Unbox Therapy, right? Or yeah, Unboxed. I don't know that one. So yeah. yeah, um, so yeah, I I hear those people. I sort of like. It's interesting because this conversation started with like, um, uh, creators who collaborate, and I think of it like as a very abundant minded. Like I want to hang out with abundant minded people. So people who that sort of comment, and I don't want to extrapolate too much about who that person is or whatever, but like people who think like that, there are people that are, they don't want the world to grow. They want to stay comfortable and I'm just, I'm going to blow past them. So I'm not thinking about it too much.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with that too.
2: Sean? well when you said collabs and you said mr beast speaking of just like random collabs that i saw on my feed um he did a video with casey neistat in new york it was uh just like climbing up a bunch of stairs uh to like the eiffel tower or whatever and Casey's just like this is easy let's go and mr beast is like oh i'm out of breath i'm out of rest but it was like a collab that i never thought i would see where i was just like okay this is cool um just like talking about collabs it was it kind of just popped in my mind i know it's kind of out of left field but um it's fun when you see the collabs of two people that you like watching and you don't expect it
0: everybody big casey nice fans
1: i lo- dude casey hooked me on youtube actually yeah um back when i was in college I, it was just a different type of storytelling i didn't i didn't know why i liked it but i watched every second and then like as I got more developed into like filmmaking and storytelling I was like man like it's just the little things that you don't notice in the edits and what not that keeps you hooked um, but I think he's the perfect example of what a great story can do because he's not using the best equipment he's just using, he's using the worst equipment <laughs> I s- what's best for his videos I, I
2: swear sometimes
0: him. he whips out This old, shut (laughs) up. Did he say Canon? (laughs) What a jackass. I swear sometimes he breaks out like this little old video camera that I'm like, your phone is better. Like you're just sticking with us now. Like, you know what I mean? You're just
1: just shoving it in our face. Meanwhile, (laughs) I'm like, I can't. His brand totally fits him, right? Him moving to Venice or California, wherever it was, it kind of hurt. I wouldn't say it hurt his brand, but it didn't align with his branding as when he went back to New York because you get the New York grunge, even all the way built up to his sunglasses where he intentionally messes them up, to his office space, to showing off the blue collar workers in New York City, to him writing throughout New York. Like all of that in his storytelling matches up with who he is as his personal brand which is like this tough guy that kind of came from nowhere um and didn't really have anything and then made himself into whatever so i think all of that too watching his stuff helps buy into that overall cause of why he is a great youtuber and whatnot
0: hyper authentic
2: he's one of those guys too where like if you reconstruct what he did throughout the day you're like oh it's not that exciting like the FedEx guy came. He skateboarded. He got a smoothie. Went on a run, and then came back. But the way he tells the story is like so. And it was the
1: most interesting thing I watched all
2: day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when he was doing those daily uploads, like that was like the thing where like me and my roommates at the time would like watch it together, like it was a TV show.
1: Yeah, I miss it. it I get how hard it was though. Uh, he made it look so easy though. He did, <laughs> dude. Doing a vlog a week is hard. You talking about a day? insane yeah and then he but says, imagine hey. that if if we all were to vlog every day how good would we get after a year
0: <laughs> i i feel a challenge coming on so i'm gonna end the show before that comes to fruition.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're all um, up like 5 a.m dude i just finished editing it's gonna it's gonna go out soon <laughs> i got seven I, views
2: <laughs> i have like a parody in my mind of like being at one of these events like a panetta or brandon turner or somebody where like literally everyone's vlogging like even like the speaker might come out with a camera vlogging as they're like giving their talk you know just like hey guys i'm uh vlogging here but uh what's up audience and i don't know it's just like this like meta idea of like inception of like everyone's creating and yeah nobody will be on youtube to watch it because everyone's gonna be filming something (laughs) everybody's uploading Yeah, yeah yeah
0: I think actually, I think the big opportunity for creators and I, it'll go, what's interesting is it, the, the stats are something like 99% of all the internet content is created by 1% of users. So it's like the amount of people that are creating, I know it's trendy right now, but like, I mean, you guys have seen it, right? People are going to quit. So even if they're like hot on it right now, I'm like, can you stay hot on it for six months, a year, two years, it doesn't matter. So actually Kyler, the be- to bring us back to the beginning of the conversation, I'm like, this thing has got to get to hundred episodes. Yeah. We're on episode like 16. This has got to get to a hundred episodes because first off, most of these people won't come on your show. to you have a hundred episodes? But two, the reality is this, I say a hundred episodes. What I really mean is I would like to do this show for the next 10 years. I'm with it. You know what I mean? Like really oh, commit. Lord. Cause then, cause then it's like <laughs> you're almost guaranteed success. Cause so many, just because, oh, just perfect. because so many
1: else, everybody else will quit. Yeah. No, that's, that's the crazy part about it too is, when you ask someone what's long term to them, it's it's like, "Oh, I'll give it a year." I'm like, "Dude, like that, the content creation game is a year is nothing." And so, you might get lucky, but I was like, you're probably not that person that takes off like that. So you you got to embrace the suck cuz it does suck. Yeah. Um, and that goes back to our previous podcast that we had the other day where we talked about the entrepreneur versus the the creator and um, how the creator your feelings are a little bit more sensitive because you're not seeing or someone's telling you it sucks or the feedback of just youtube alone or instagram where you're not getting the views it's basically telling you your content sucks (laughs) try again and to be able to take no all the time where it's like i suck i suck i suck and then finally get a little bit of results is like it's it's rewarding but it also shows that hey like this is a long-term game for sure um
0: being a creator you got to be tough emotionally because y- you have to be tough emotionally or uh excuse me it's more like being a creator is very difficult emotionally so you either run you either don't take risks or you be- become tough as nails so i think yeah. like putting out content about especially about about like creative stuff is um Yeah, There's no, we can't sell anything here. There's no return. This has got to be a, this has got to be a a emotional, like a sort of a passion project.
1: Yeah. Well, what are your guys' personal brand goals as far as, let's say, like a five-year window? Like, what do you want to be known as, or what do you want to be doing? Or, yeah. What does that look like? Sean, you go.
2: Um, sorry, I was getting distracted. My mom's uh, landline is ringing in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Um, five years is a long time from now. I mean, I'd love if we were still doing the podcast. I think, um, personal goals, um, creating content more consistently. Um, that's you know value add, and you know I think intentional content would be great. Um, this week I'm actually trying to kind of refine and work on like my 2024 goals. Um so hopefully if if we talked in a week, I'll have a, a better answer. But I think intentional and just kind of putting myself out there a little bit of like what we said too, just like embracing the suck and caring a little bit less, I think, of what people think. Because, you know, you mentioned embrace the suck. The algorithm might be giving you feedback like, oh, this content's not that good. And Alex, you're saying we got to be tough. The next step of that is like people watching your videos and then having comments and opinions and saying like, Oh, this sucks. Or like, I don't like how you look or you're wrong about this. And then being able to, um, to deal with that, you know? So I think I I agree with you, Alex, that, um, you gotta be tough doing this because you know, first you don't get views and then you get views and then people might be talking crap and it's making you feel bad.
0: I'm not too worried about that personally. I, uh, I love conflict. You're a tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm tough. Um, personal goals for branding. Yeah. I, I find myself in a really unique position. Actually. I'm like, I have a, I have really, I have a, a a company meeting. So like, I have got to wrap this up, but, um, I, uh, I I don't think over the next 10 years, I would like to buy a lot more real estate. Uh, I have a lot of partners that do this. Um, and I find myself in this unique position that I fell in love with cameras and storytelling and, you know, basically private equity, real estate acquisitions. And so I'd like to sort of merge those to where I can be like the guy, not, the guy who follows Brandon around and films him, but like the guy who buys his own assets and films it um, at a high level, because I think that puts, I really like that sort of um, that's like a really interesting sort of niche, a really interesting uh, combination. And I do really believe that this area is going to grow like artists and entrepreneurs, Collaborating in new, very difficult ways, not hire a 25-year-old, you know, camera guy, but hire a team, you know, a creative director. Like these partnerships are going to grow and evolve. And I think that those people are a lot of them are going to do it alone if we don't rally them around like a common sort of theme where it's like, hey, don't you don't have to learn this alone. We've already figured out a lot of this stuff. Let's let's all work together. So I would like to um sort of be in that space where like i'm a investor who also does cinema and also as part of this community of people who kind
1: of do the same thing hmm. no that's a good goal that's uh yeah it's, it's a community thing that's that's what i like about that sean yeah. you too like the the i mean just creating content in general is we, like the big thing <laughs> I'll, I'll fly into
0: vegas and we'll do a we'll do a meetup that'd be fun a cameras, yeah, a cameras for entrepreneurs meetup.
1: Oh, I'm totally down to throw one. Let's do it. Let's do it, Alex. I know you got to go, so I don't want to keep you. I do. I got to run. Let's um, let's do this again next week. The three of us. Sound good. Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Canon right, or Sony? Care, Sony. Canon for photo, Sony for video.
2: Oh, Ooh, this is gonna be a. This
1: is gonna be a. Although I, I was looking at a C. What is it? Five hundred? C seventy? see C- oh that's that's a beautiful camera too
0: yeah that's the 85 1.2 wow
2: it's a big lens right there yeah, um it's a bad boy lens
0: i gotta I, got, I shoot the i shoot our podcast with three c70s it is overkill
1: <laughs> it's nice though it looks it's clear. nice though looks nice yeah
2: all right uh thank all you right, both. guys take care
1: appreciate you both